after these messages we'll be right back i can't believe i ate that whole thing are you in good hands and now a word from our sponsors hey everybody welcome to after these messages this is the podcast where we talk about commercials we talk about the good ones we talk about the bad ones and we talk about the ones where people say weird shit like this. What, does Polly want a cracker? <laughs> My name is Andrew Walsh. I'm here with Genevieve Haz. Hey, Veeves. Hi, Andrew. We've talked about doing this show for a while, not on air, but off. This is your uh, bird show. Yeah, I just think about birds all the time, so I thought I would combine my two hobbies and just do a show about bird commercials. About commercials featuring birds, which there are... A lot. Yeah, there is a pretty much unlimited number. There were so many that I had to essentially limit my search to only ones that use non-cartoon birds. I, it's okay, that's good to know. So we can do another show later down the line that's all cartoon birds. Right. Um, In case we don't mind this vein deeply enough. Since we knew we were going to be doing this topic for the past several days, I said to you in the car, I think on Sunday... Hey, um, we have a couple of days to come up with a show title since we know what the topic is this time. We don't have to scramble after the show. There are some obvious ones out there. We could have gone with um, this one's for the birds. Mm -hmm. Um, The bird is the word. Something like that. I see on the show sheet here you've gone with the Birdman of Adcatraz. The Birdman of Adcatraz. The Birdman of Adcatraz. It works if you think about it. So that's what we're going with. I like it. <laughs> okay. It, it felt like the more fun and non-obvious choice. It's definitely non-obvious. And then, of course, after we get done talking about birds, we'll check in with you guys, the Ad Council. Genevieve, you put together all of today's show. Anything great in the uh, Ad Council? Anybody giving us anything? Yeah, we got some good feedback to last week's show about kind of local, locally set commercials with a national campaign feel to them. Or with a professional oh, feel to Oh, okay, them. great. Okay, looking forward to that. Okay, first, though, let's get into this bird business. Oh, and the red, red I don't like this song. Put on my song that I picked. I'm not going to... I won't participate until you put on my song. There'll be no more song when he starts throbbing his old sweet song. So... Before, I said I won't participate until you put on my song. I, okay, let's talk here for a second. on... Earlier today, I saw that you were putting together the show sheet, and then I started to do some of my stuff, and I spent a long, long time. I spent at least an hour to... Eh, I spent at least like 15 minutes. No, no. I spent close to an hour today uh, looking for a song to start the show with, and I did not want to do The Bird is the Word. I think that that song is an ugly sound. Yeah, of course it's an ugly sound. <laughs> and I thought it was a little on the nose. For somebody who came up with The Birdman of Adcatraz, I would think that not you would not Not everything has to be play. a head scratcher. <laughs> so, how, how can there be a better song than this to kick off so the bird commercials? you're in pro- protest mode here until you hear this. Oh, and everybody's <laughs> I want to be clear that this is the Trashman and not Peter Griffin, a.k.a. Seth MacFarlane. Oh, that's right. He sings this while he fights a, a re- chicken It's a lot. running bit. No, they just have him do it oh. ad nauseum. He also fights a chicken. They love birds on that show. Okay, well, when do, while I was doing my um, bird song research today looking for a better option than that, do you know that this same band, the Trashmen, also have this song? I am. This is not a joke. This is another song by the Trash Trashmen called "Bird Dance Beat." Wait, they had a real niche. <laughs> I wish I'd stumbled on this. Now, does that bolster like, your argument? What, kind of, what mental illness did they have that, that caused them to just be like stuck on this one idea? After hearing all of that, doesn't this just sound so much nicer? Oh, and the red, red robin goes bobbing along. It's so smooth. Yeah, but I don't. We don't have a single uh, commercial that features a robin, which I'll get into in a minute. That's here. why I wanted the robin represented in the music. All right, I will uh, get off this topic after I tell you one quick thing. So, red, red robin. That's Bing Crosby singing that. Um, the the I think I don't know if it would be the original or an earlier um, 
famous recording of that is Al Jolson, which led me somehow onto Al Jolson's Wikipedia page because I was just kind of curious, how do the Wikipedia editors handle that yeah. blackface shit? And I'll tell you what, they handle it by, it is the most, apolo- not even apologetic. Like when it gets to all the controversy about L. Jolson wearing blackface, it is all just about like, the paragraphs begin with a cultural defense of blackface Great. during that era and how L. Jolson was using it as a way to um, kind of empathize uh, right. with blacks. That doesn't sound like the America in 2017 that I know. Oh my God. Anyway, that is a big aside. Sorry. Thank you for allowing it. Where should we start? With birds. Where, bird face. Where Let's start with bird face. Where can we start? Because <laughs> what I discovered, as you, I'm sure, discovered too in doing uh, research for this, is that there are countless commercials with birds in them. And as I said, so many that I had to eliminate cartoon birds as a category. Um, <laughs> but there, birds are everywhere in commercials. There were so many. Um, but what I found that's sort of interesting is like, you know, there's thousands and thousands of species of birds in the world. But there are about eight kinds of birds that are in commercials because they're the kinds of birds that already have, I guess, a, a personality or they symbolize something in the public consciousness. Uh, can I make a guess? So um, yeah. <laughs> obviously... Can you I'll, make a guess based on this show sheet that you've already read? Well, I looked through some of them, but I think that the... And I don't know if they're all represented in your show sheet, but I would think the birds that we assign certain kind of... I don't know, human characteristics or other things too, or, or maybe symbolism too. Owls, number one. Right. Parrots, I don't know if it's symbolism so much as just obvious a talking bird is going to allow a lot. Pelicans, I think, um, is sort of, no. Storks, certainly. Storks. Matter of fact, do we have um, the Vlasic stork? Rep- oh, no, cartoon no, bird. But there are, I'm not paying attention. But there is a stork commercial that I'll there get There is. To okay, great. So anyway, those are, those are my, uh, I guess... Red, Red Robin. Yeah, think about, I mean, it's like the birds that have sort of, yeah, I'm sure there's a dove commercial that I didn't even get into. There's like penguins, Penguins. ostriches, uh, parrots, uh, owls, as you mentioned, crows, there's there's some crow things, and pigeons, which have a real sort of uh, presence and I think an average city dweller's mind. What do you always call it? Uh, en- not enigmatic fauna. What do you call it? Um, oh, charismatic, charismatic megafauna. Charismatic megafauna. That's like a polar bear is right. charismatic megafauna. Okay. These are charismatic... Birdie boys. Birdie boys. <laughs> These are charismatic birdie boys. <laughs> uh, but let's start with some owl. Owl commercials. Let's do it. Yeah, I've been seeing a lot now. I see this first one you have dialed up is for the WGU, which I believe is a... It's like a, is it an, it's an online, online university. college? Yeah. So we've actually covered a WGU commercials be- before. Um, I think it was about couples that maybe shouldn't be mm-hmm. together. I threw that one in the mix. We fought about it, which doesn't <laughs> speak well about our future either uh so wgu is uh washington governors sorry excuse me western governors university um and they're making a big play for people who for whom you know conventional universities sort of on-site universities are too expensive or don't have the degree offerings that they want those kinds of things and they're more like in uh really practical degrees like nursing um technology things like that they started out by having a campaign where an owl talks to a person about whether or not they should go to WGU. Mm-hmm. They took that owl, and you can understand why the connection, right? Like wisdom, sure. smarts. They took that owl character, added a little owl character, like some sort of like barn owl looking owl with to this great horned owl or whatever this regular big owl is and then the owls now just stand in front of a white background and tell you about some feature of the universe so instead of talking to a human being who is on screen now the owls are talking directly to us to yeah the and they usually like have some gag that the big owl is pulling on a little owl i think i've seen these i like these better the one that we uh, disagreed on was the one where there's a, a husband and wife in bed the husband's trying to sleep and the woman can't And then an owl appears at the foot of her bed and is like, if you can't sleep, go to college. I messed up the end of that. I I think you basically got it. (laughs) Okay, so this is... If you can't sleep, go to college. (laughs) It's actually a pretty good motto. (laughs) This is uh, uh, college. It's better than insomnia. So this is one of the... uh, Oh, I want to tease something in the ad council, which is the fucking funniest motto I've ever heard for any product. But let's go ahead. That's a good tease. Uh, All right, so here we have uh, an owl. He's uh, just on a white background. He is... Staring directly at the camera, talking to us. Next to him is an opened 
book kind of up on its spine. Hello, humans. Official spokes owl for WGU here to talk about competency-based education. Competency what? Okay, now we see behind the book was this smaller baby owl you're talking about. I think it's a different kind of owl. I'm going to call it a baby owl. Let's just keep it understandable for everybody. Uh, And so now he joins the conversation and pops his cute little owl head up over the book. Education. Competency what? Competency-based education. It's all about learning, not time in class. So the faster you master the material, the faster you finish. That saves both time and money. Wait, so I don't have to waste time relearning stuff I already know? Knowledge makes me hungry. He knocks over the book, the little baby, I'm calling him the baby owl, and we see that hidden behind the book, he's been eating all and slurping, as you heard, all kinds of fast food. Online, nonprofit, and surprisingly affordable. WGU, it's a new kind of you. That's the exact kind of thing that drives you crazy because every bird is special to you. And the idea that I'm just calling the big bird the papa bird and the little bird the baby bird, that's driving you crazy. That's yeah, it's killing not you a inside. baby bird. It's a different species of bird. I know. But I think you are supposed to take from their size differential that one is more knowledgeable. Sure. Um, these all There are a bunch of these ads, and they're actually, um, I think, very clever in the fact that they target specific things that people are interested in. Like there's one that's specifically geared towards, we have an award-winning nursing program, um, which that, like nursing programs can be very competitive and hard to get into. Um, we have our students graduate with like little to no debt. Uh, we have all of these accreditation programs for like all these acronyms that uh, accountancy programs would need. So I think they're really smart to target specific. Th- I mean, I work in education and education marketing, and I think a lot, and my my team and I think a lot about you know what what is the message that's going to resonate with people and. We are not in the position of having to advertise our university specifically to someone who wants a degree in X, Y, or Z. But for this kind of university and that kind of service or product, I think there is a strategy makes a lot of sense. Having said that, these ads are not that compelling to me. But it makes I, no sense. It doesn't hold. I will say all that's interesting, but this commercial doesn't hold together. Why is he eating? Makes him hungry. It's like it's supposed the to. The joke be, isn't very good. This not is not a joke. It's a joke based on nothing. Yeah, it has like the the punchline of each one of these feels like, um, and then this thing happens. Yeah. It's so just, it, yeah, they're so not I, they're not very clever. I don't think written. they're very good commercials. I mean, they're not, still they, I mean, down they on don't them. claim to be a comedy writing degree, so. Um, so owls, as I said, are, are, they're a very, uh, symbolic and, and immediate, their, their symbolism is immediately understood to people. So they convey something really quickly. And I think that mm-hmm. that's inter- That's really a, what I think is ultimately kind of more broadly interesting about the bird commercials in general. Uh, I know we just mostly did it cause I like birds, but mm-hmm. as I thought about it, it does, it does sort of relate to a very quick shorthand that we all have because we all have this shared communal knowledge about what an individual bird typically represents. Uh, so TripAdvisor, which is um, historically has been mostly where you go for like reviews of certain places, kind of like a Yelp for vacation destinations. In fact, I wrote a review of our amazing river tour guide in Costa Rica. Um, but they're they're trying to get from that part of the business, which is not a moneymaker, to the money-making part of the travel business, which is reservations Actually and bookings. Actually booking, yeah, okay. Um, so a lot of their, so their campaign right now is around getting you to see them both as a review site for places, but also as a booking site. Now, these are not the old Shatner ones. Shatner was a booking one, right? Like Travelocity or something That's a different, like yeah, that, that was okay, a different yeah. service. Okay. Um, so their little their little icon or logo has always been these two eyes, like sort of a stylized owl eyes. Yeah, it's cool. Make a cool necklace. Yeah, so they took that, and Ad Age actually did a little piece about it. They took that and turned it into a full-fledged character, and instead of using like a cartoon or otherwise like play, like fake-looking owl, they... They did what WGU did, which they took like a real owl and sort of digitally manipulated its mouth, which is kind of interesting that there's two two uh, services out there doing television ads right now with a very similar spokesman. Yeah, and I don't see the connection as much to uh, to. Um, I think it's just like if you're smart, you and do owls. this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, you want to take a uh, listen to this one? Because this one, it looks like it's an owl, very similar to the daddy owl that we saw in the last commercial. I'm just trying to see what your breaking point is. Um, your ignorance is your own punishment. <laughs> and he's, uh, he's, on a, he's clearly in a hotel room, on a hotel bed. The bird walked on my pillow. <laughs> <laughs> and he's talking to us. 
you're searching for something. Like the perfect deal on the perfect hotel. So wouldn't it be perfect if there was a single site where you could find the right hotel for you at the best price? There is. Because TripAdvisor compares prices from more than 200 sites to save you up to 30% on the hotel you want. Trust this bird's words. As I look at it now, it is a very fake looking owl. Like, obviously, the owls in the WGU are not real talking owls, but they're clearly stunt animals that have been digitally manipulated. This is like a almost a it's a little better than a claymation owl. Yeah. A um, couple of things. So do you feel like you broke your own rule then? Should we just cut all of this out? No, I mean, I, I think I was just looking for things that weren't specifically no, animation. Yeah, not like Toucan Sam, basically. Right, or, or the Vlasic Pickle. By the way, Toucan Sam, I know we're not supposed to be talking about non, or non-realistic looking animals here or birds. Uh, Toucan Sam did not always have a British accent. I was looking for little cuts of tape today, and uh, early Toucan Sam sounded like a more like a New Yorker. Well, I've got some I've got some interesting stuff on the the Guinness Toucan, so maybe oh, we can return to the Toucan okay. story. All right. Well, what's up next? Let's get let's leave owls behind for a while, shall yeah, we? Screw owls. Uh, we like daytime birds. <laughs> <laughs> so we mentioned storks. Um, there are, I think, a number of cartoon storks that have been. Uh, used for map marketing. This is an interesting one because it's not really about, like it's not being used as a spokes critter for, mm-hmm. um, uh, for this, for this product, which is monster monster.com, the job site. Um, but it's just using the idea of storks to tell a kind of interesting story. And I, I will have to narrate this for you because, uh, there's very little or t- little to no talking in it. Okay. Well, I haven't seen this one at all. Do you want to set it up and I'll hit play? Sure. Um, it opens on a, a, Cloud uh, on high up in the sky, and you see a stork carrying, you know, the traditional image of the the baby in the blanket mm-hmm. within the stork's mouth. And throughout the bulk of the commercial, the stork is traveling through storms and through dangerous lands and and fight, fending off predators uh, with this baby in its mouth. And it's worth noting that. This is shot in a very realistic way. Like, mm-hmm. it looks like a real stork. I mean, I think there is a real stork somewhere in this mix in the way that the footage was made. It looks like it's almost going to drop the baby, like, over a cliff in the ocean. It fights off wolves. <laughs> I mean, it's very dramatic. It is, through a thunder and lightning storm. Now it's now it's cruising down to a suburban house and dropping the baby off at a front doorstep. So a, a pu- couple comes out, they get the stork, the stork sees them get the baby. And now 30 years later, that baby has grown up and he's sitting in his shitty, horrible office. It looks like Joe versus the volcano. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's just bored and hates his job. And what happens? The stork lands on his outside his window and looks in at him, kind of sadly, that he hasn't made more of himself. And then it takes off again. And then it says, are you reaching your potential? Jeez. Yeah, right? Kind that's of an emotional pretty, yeah, story. And it keeps you engaged. Dark, yeah. It's a little dark. I agree, but it's actually, I think, um, you're disappointing kind of a power- the stork. You're disappointing the stork. I mean, that's a sort of a powerful idea told in a, a m- memorable, visually interesting way. Sure. And the production Although it's one that of went those, into that is quite impressive. I would say if I was not paying super close attention to that commercial, that seemed like one that I could watch a million times. And then when you said, hey, do you like that monster commercial? <laughs> I'd be like, what monster commercial? Because yeah. it's such... It is really interesting and clever, and sitting here watching it, paying attention to it with you narrating it yeah. gives me one experience of it. But I could also see... People not really connecting with that because you forget what it's for. It does have a little bit of a feel to me of a commercial that was made to be entered in uh-huh. a like a jury for a jury award. Yeah, it know? feels foreign to me too. I wonder if that aired. Well, in the it States. is. It certainly could air anywhere because it's not dependent on language at all. I do like it though, but now I'm thinking about my stork. God, is my stork <laughs> is crying stork outside sad? the window? My stork is pounding on the it's like pounding its beak on the window saying, "What's your mountain? Climb on. <laughs> Have you found your mountain yet, Andrew?" All right, well, let's move on because I as this show could be 9 hours long. There were so I many know. commercials. So, let's get to go through these kind of quickly. 
this is a commercial that um, we like. We've we've noticed it before, mm-hmm. and that we had basically this real life experience. This um, was my contribution when you were looking for bird commercials. That's right. This is a Geico ad. There are a few Geico ads, I think, in this um, in this uh, list, which is unsurprising because they yeah. make so many ads that if they didn't have some bird commercials, it would be surprising. They be, would be anti bird. It would be, it would be very surprising. You start with uh, what you what it opens on are uh, three pigeons sitting on a telephone wire uh, having a conversation. Yeah, they're in a wire and they're uh there's they're like watching a little league game and I think we're going to see the like one of the dads and a coach or somebody talking here, I think. I just saved a bunch of money on my car insurance with Geico. Huh. I should take a closer look at Geico. Now, uh as the Humans stop talking. We pan over one of their shoulders, and we get a close-up on these birds on a wire. Another possible song I could have used today. Geico can help with way more than car insurance. That's the bird talking, by the way. That's not a voiceover. He's talking to his buddies. Geico can help with way more than car insurance. Boats, homes, motorcycles, even umbrella coverage. This guy's going to wish he brought his umbrella. Fire at will! How'd you know the guy's name is Will? Yeah. It's an expression. You know, fire at Will? You never heard of that? Oh, there goes Will. Bye, Will. That's not his name. Take a closer look at Geico. Great savings and a whole lot more. That irritates me. There's a whole bunch of radio commercials now. I want to say they're for Arco Gas that are all based on the premise that people do not get an idiom. And somehow this Geico one fits into that as well. Have you ever heard them while we're listening to a ball game? It says, rumor has it you can get good, cheap gas at Arco. And the guy says, well, then I'm going to rumor to get my gas. And the woman says, what are you talking about? You said rumor has the good gas. It is it's like the most tortured, yeah, stupid thing. That's so I'm, like I usually like uh, Geico ads, but just... Having somebody be like, I don't understand an idiom is kind of worn out its welcome for this viewer. Well, they are pigeons. I mean, they're pretty dumb animals. They are pretty dumb animals. I think that is a, that's kind of a bird trope, isn't it? Like two or three birds and one of them is really dumb. Like well, you can go to Looney Tunes. There was a Looney Tunes bit, uh, the Good Feathers, that was uh, premised on that. Oh, that was Tiny Tunes, I think. Yeah. Or but Tiny then Tunes. even Looney Tunes had, they had the two crows, right? Um, did they? I don't remember those. Yeah, two drunk crows. You mm, don't remember that at I all? I don't. Okay. He- oh, was it Heckle and Jekyll? Oh, maybe that's what I'm thinking of, yeah. Right. Anyway. It's a little before my time. Um, not me. Uh, all right, so that was uh, Geico Pigeons Fire at Will. We have more pigeons? More pigeons. I'm telling you, there's almost, I don't think there's any, maybe with the exception of the stork, there are no examples of birds and commercials that are that are standalone like they're the there are as i said a very small cadre of birds types of birds that get a ton of mm-hmm. commercial work basically mm-hmm. <laughs> um this next one is also for oh i'm sorry this one's also about pigeons it's for fedex and i like this one it's a pretty funny premise it's well executed great gag i believe this was a super bowl commercial um, and what you'll see, what you'll first hear is uh, like the boss talking to one of his subordinates who has tr- contrived to save the company money by switching from FedEx to carrier pigeons. So let me get this straight. You solved all our shipping problems with pigeons. Carrier pigeons, sir. Isn't this a little outdated? No. These babies are equipped with GPS and night vision. Hmm. This little guy's headed off to Cleveland. Amazing. What about the big stuff? That's been taken care of. Whoa. So they they open a sort of a big door and a pigeon about the size of one of Daenerys's dragons (laughs) swoops out and it's carrying a box like the size of a car. Um, And it starts to fly out over the city. But then the rope snaps. <laughs> this is great. And you see. <laughs> so the first, the huge giant box crashes into the middle of a street, and then the birds just start going nuts. They've, they're started. They're attacking city buses. They fling a car into back into the office where this is happening. <laughs> I and, love it. And the boss just says, "Get FedEx." I think I've. I think that rings a bell. I think yeah. I actually have seen that before. But that's wonderful. Just seeing the birds just become birds. Only they're huge just like turning over cars pecking at the insides of them it's horrifying it's horrifying it's a it's a great image
image. You know, it's a really, it's a perfect Super Bowl commercial, right? Like it's got a great gag. It's extremely visual. And I think it, it, it's clever and close enough to the product that it's not just some interesting little movie that got made. It connects it back to the utility of FedEx. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure that one did very well. I think, though, that right now people are like, I've been listening to this show for a half hour. You haven't even got to the parrots yet. Oh, let's get to the parrots. Let's get to the parrots then. This is a Geico one, and if you didn't like the, the, the first Geico one with the pigeons, I think this one might redeem it. This one's a pretty good <laughs> gag. Now, again, we all know Geico commercials are not necessarily... It's all about repetition with Geico. Repetition and giving you a little bit of a chuckle. So this opens on two pirate ships uh, of old firing on each other, uh, or a pirate ship and like a, a naval ship having a battle. And at the, the first scene is the pirates having boarded the Navy ship talking to the captain of the naval ship. Let's feed him to the sharks. Ah, let's feed him to the sharks. And take all of his gold. And take all of his gold. Ah! And hide it from the crew. Ah, they're all morons anyway. Never said that. They all smell bad too. No, you all smell wonderful. I smell bad. If you're a parent, you repeat things. It's what you do. If you want to save 15% or more in I still don't like the it's what you do concept. Like it's, it's so loose that you can jam anything in well, there, which I'm sure that's point. the whole point. Yeah. Um, that one's pretty good, though. Although I want to know, why was the pirate king saying this stuff out loud? Was he just practicing in his in his uh, chambers, and then the bird overheard him? Uh, yeah, presumably he said at some point in his chamber. He said on many an occasion before this, when they have when they have taken all the gold from another ship, he said privately, but only in front of his parrot. I'm going to take all this gold and hide it from the crew. Mm. And I think all, you shouldn't talk. I, I don't think smart. you should. Well, now we know. That. I mean, like lesson learned. So, would you put this in the PSA category, like because we learned something, or yeah. just a straight up? The more you commercial? know. Now okay. is the time to play that drop of the. <laughs> the more you know, right? As a matter of fact, I think that was Kelsey Grammer. <laughs> all right, more parrots. This one is kind of funny to me. Um, this is a parrot ad for Doritos, but Doritos has done so much advertising. That has almost been totally crowdsourced. Like they, they're constantly doing uh, uh, co- contests for people to submit commercial ideas, for people to submit actual things that they filmed in amateur ways. This is a Doritos commercial. It is by Doritos, uh, but it features a Keely the Senegal parrot, which is like an internet parrot star. It's got its own oh, internet really? channel, like YouTube channel. Did you know that before today? I actually think I had seen it before. It's a really cute little bird, and it does little tricks like. There's all these music videos where it's quote unquote dancing to pop songs and it can do things like somersaults and it'll be like it'll say like it'll play dead if you tell it to play dead. Um, So it's like a parrot that does little tricks and Doritos sort of took this this parrot's Internet fame and turned it into an ad. So what you're seeing here is. Uh, a fairly sort of fancy but eclectically decorated living room, a sort of hipster guy with a vest and a bow tie and a hipster mustache talking to this parrot and giving it instructions on what to do. Turn around. Play dead. (laughs) Dance! Okay, the bird shakes its head and says no. No. What, does Polly want a cracker? <laughs> so the bird kind of scoffs at the cracker and then looks across the room where you see a bowl full of Doritos. <laughs> and both the bird, sorry about the abrupt stopping, the bird and the man both run towards the Doritos. You laughed there because the 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 guy kind of does a bird like stance for right. a moment, like ready to do battle with this bird. And then the bird flies at his face. And button is Keely's eating a Dorito, and the man has an eye patch on and is sadly reduced to eating the cracker. Yes. Um, okay. Yeah, I mean, I don't have a lot to say about it, but I thought it was yeah. kind of interesting that it was like a real, I mean, a real bird. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I think that's interesting, too. And I mean, I guess that's the point of it. it doesn't really, I mean, we talk about whether or not it kind of, 
I mean, listen, that's the type of commercial that's not going to convince you to start eating Doritos. It's just going to put Doritos on your mind. So if you already like them and you're stoned it's, and you see that, you might go grab a bag of Doritos. It's only designed to for people to circulate it on the internet. People who already mm. circulate Keeley's little videos. Yeah, right, right. I mean, it's purely about virality. Um, more parrots. Oh. Uh, parrots are a real font of commercial Didn't humor because yeah. they are very smart and they can talk. And they can imitate sounds. This is a commercial I remember pretty well. Um, it's a commercial for Coca-Cola. And a man is sitting at a, a counter in a diner. Uh, and a, I believe like a large, one of those large African parrots is sitting in the diner up on a perch mm-hmm. above him. So what we're realizing now is that the p- parrot is sort of making bird noises, but the parrot is also the one that's making all of these Coke bottle noises yeah. as well, from the Which popping is, open of the of the top to the fizz. To the pouring sound. And, and I don't know, I think parrots really can imitate a lot of crazy sounds. We had some mockingbirds in our... Uh, in the, like a, our neighborhood or in our little apartment complex when we lived in LA, and I would hear them make mock like make sounds that were not not just other birds, but like car alarms and sounds like that. Like there are birds that have such such a great ear for mimicry, and they'll they'll mimic whatever they hear. It doesn't have to be other birds or or other voices. Like mina birds, I think my um, isn't that the one that does a really accurate. Uh, reproduction of various noises. Uh, there are definitely had, ones that can do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's listen to the rest of this bird's sound effect. <laughs> and before he, before he even has to ask, the waitress has brought him a coke. That kind of does make you want a coke. Which clearly, they, they've uh, got that parrot there as a some sort of sales technique yeah i know it's even cheaper than giving away peanuts to make your customers thirsty um now this one this is another parrot one i see you have here and this one i'm kind of fascinated with because i don't think i saw this version of it it's can i just give away the the punchline here um you guys probably remember the very famous bud light ad where you just had like Four or five friends sitting around watching a football game, and the one buddy calls the other buddy, and he's like, "What's up?" And like, you had a guy at work, or I had a guy at work who <laughs> would not stop saying "What's up" a hundred times a day every time he would see you. Like, I until I saw this commercial, I forgot. I think I blacked out that part of our pop culture history where everybody or at least I wouldn't say everybody, but everybody had a friend or coworker who was just saying what's up all the time. So it was was awful. So that was a commercial and those were real guys in that commercial. Um, And this is a version where if you don't mind me just stealing the show here for a second, Viv. So we see um, a guy in a little shop, not one of those guys. A pet store. Oh, it is an actual pet store. That's right. That makes sense. That, that's why we have so many birds. <laughs> so it's a pet store. The guy running the pet store has to leave for a second. I think he puts a sign on the door that says, back in 10 minutes or something. And then as soon as he leaves, the parrots start talking to each other. Hello. Hey, who? What's up? Nothing, B. Just watching the game, having a bud. What's up with you? Watching the game, having a bud. True. True. What's up? Yo, where's Dookie? Yo, Dookie! I'm pretty sure this is the original audio. Yeah, there's no, no and, need to and there's a TV it, right? on in the background. They're saying the commercial that they've heard a million times. <laughs> a million They're times. that guy in the office. I think this is really clever. Yeah, I do too. Yo. What's that? What's that? Yeah, right. <laughs> then the uh, store owner comes back at the end. He looks at the sign that says talking parrots or talking birds. And then he says, yeah, right to the sign. Because clearly these birds, not unlike Aunt Jemima or the dancing frog, they're only doing this stuff when he's not around. That's right. I think that's great because it is reinforcing no matter what you think. I actually think the original commercial was good, too. It was just a bunch of idiots who ruined it for the rest. Right. It was, <laughs> the, the, rest it was of- the hump day of its right. time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
so that's clever, and it becomes such a cultural phenomenon, sometimes like Coke or Budweiser commercials will, that now they can make commercials that reference back to it yeah. and it's just reinforce that. I think when it's done well, I think it's super clever. Well, I'm glad you said that, which is a perfect segue to uh, the next commercial, which is, I don't know if you noticed in that one, there was there were a number of different kinds of parrots in that commercial. One of them was a white cockatoo with a yellow kind of crest on its head mm-hmm. that like sort of that it, that flares when it talks. That cockatoo, which I believe is some sort of fighting cockatoo, had its whole had a whole career with Bud Light. Um, oh, really? Yeah, they had they they made multiple commercials with that cockatoo. Where the premise is, um, this cockatoo will defend your Bud Light against someone trying to take it from you. So there's a bunch of them. This is just one that I've included here. There's two guys going to a, the first guy's refrigerator. And standing next to the refrigerator is a bird perch. Sitting on it is that white cockatoo. Hey, who's that? That's Manny. He's a Brazilian fighting cockatoo. He's guarding my Bud Light. Now the one guy walks away, the one whose Bud Light it is, and the other guy goes to open the refrigerator. (laughs) Fighting cockatoo. Ay, ay, ay. Oh, you don't want to go there, puppy. Little Frank, it's time for you and me to play party cake. So in case you're not getting that, the bird is kicking the snot out of this guy. With like a weird, I don't know if that's a Brazilian accent. No, he sounds like uh, Scarface. That's what I say. Isn't that supposed to be Al Pacino Scarface? Listen I guess again. so. Why? He's not. That's not. That's Cuban. Say hello to my little bird. It's time for you and me to play party cake. Fresh, smooth, real, I don't know. It's all here. Run, run to your mommy. I gotta say, I watched a bunch of those ones with the fighting cockatoo, and it's that same voice um, mm-hmm. and that same personality, and it feels a little dated, and if not racist, then sort of like just a sort of a lazy stereotype. Of what's the stereotype? Like Latin men beating people up. No, I mean, I mean, it does beat somebody up in every commercial, but it's just like all this, like you know, like oi, papi, join me, you know. It's just like mm. it just it feels lazy and stupid to me. I was wondering that definitely was a oh yeah that said it was a Super Bowl ad right so that wasn't from a different country. At first, I was like, oh, this is a foreign commercial. But, uh, no, I think it's uh, a U.S. Okay. commercial. I mean, the, definitely some of them were if that one wasn't. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Um, okay, so we're going to leave the, I guess, is a cockatoo a type of parrot? Yes. Okay, so we do. I we think. Leave or at least the, I'm putting it in with the, with the parrots. Um, I just call it a daddy parrot. That's what I call cockatoos. They're smaller, though. You call them a baby parrot, if anything. Ah, but you're starting to think like me. All right. Uh, this next one is a Samsung commercial, and I don't think we need to play this one. We've actually talked about it, and I it's one of my favorite ads. We saw oh, it. we saw it before a movie. Yeah, we saw it before a movie, and it's beautiful and cinematic. It's about the Samsung uh, VR equipment headset, whatever, that this ostrich finds out uh, on the savanna, and then it experiences its place to Rocket Man, and it experiences the the feeling of flight by putting on this VR headset, and it's so inspired that it actually like finds the the wherewithal to somehow take off and fly. And it's beautiful, and it's moving, it's emotional. Fantastic ad. And it's a fantastic ad. I absolutely ad. love it. Yeah, yeah, I've never seen it on TV. Even this one here is like about 90 seconds long or something, and we saw it as one of those long commercials that's almost like a trailer before a movie. It's, like you say, very cin- cinematic and just very, very beautiful and remarkably moving because there's a bunch of other... Uh, of his uh, ostriches just like watching him like he's an idiot while he's enjoying this mesmerizing experience. I am honestly mystified as to how they got so much emotion into these like expressionless yeah. bird faces. It's really like just from the, the angle that they shoot the bird so it looks like its beak is sometimes it's a emoting to, various things. It is a things. tribute to filmmaking because really honestly they are like they're they just have those blank they got black eyes like a doll's eye <laughs> that, uh, that would be one if we still did the uh if we still did a hall of fame i would put that in it but i think we only i think we only it's did a the small hall of fame, hall of fame. <laughs> there's <laughs> only room for it's two it's very echoey you couldn't record a podcast in there um but the, I, I i included it in this because it's certainly a bird ad that i love and there's a pepsi ad from a while ago that has a sort of Similar theme, uh, but with another flightless bird. Uh, okay. This time a penguin. All right. So this is self-explanatory. You just want me to hit it? Well, um, 
there I don't know that there's a lot I don't think there's a lot of words in this either it's a very it's really a similar story uh in the sense of uh the the penguin is living in the south pole I think I got that right <laughs> Um, and it's seeing a bunch of like birds that can fly take off for the winter. Take oh, off. Oh yeah, take off for I the... remember that. Yeah, and so it watches these gulls fly away. I don't um, know if you wanted a little sound. Yeah, go ahead and play it. And there's all these little penguins. They're not uh, emperor penguins. They're like the other kind, like the chin strap penguins. I think. Yeah, yeah, daddy penguins. And it's one of one penguin keeps trying to take off, and as with the gull with the gulls, but it keeps failing. Then it trudges to a little shack in the wastelands, finds some welding equipment, learns how to weld, welds itself a little rocket pack. Um, time passes, and then it comes out wearing a jet pack that it has built for itself. Wow, this really is like that ostrich commercial. I've seen this. Uh, this was a very popular commercial. And I then forgot it shoots off into the sky. The other penguins watch it go. This is very much like um, that Pixar movie, whatever it was called. And now it like flies to some tropical location and crash lands in a beach chair next to a Pepsi. Oh God! And then it starts. And then and then we feed a beautiful wild creature sugar water because there's nothing that's going to kill a penguin faster than a Pepsi. Than a Pepsi and a blazing hot sun. <laughs> I'm glad the commercial ends there because it gets real nasty next. Yeah. Oh my god. Nobody goes. No. They have to shut down the resort for a while to it, clean up that. That smell is bad. Oh, and it just sticks around. Yeah. It really sticks around. They had to drain the pool. Ugh. Uh, one more penguins, because penguins like um, like parrots and owls have a distinct personality. Um, this is for Guinness, the beer. And um, the I actually would love to, your take on this because I watched it several times and I'm not sure I get the joke or if I get that maybe I get the joke but the joke seems like sort of dumb to me but maybe I don't get the joke. Okay, I haven't seen it. I just want me to watch it and and I can kind of narrate at the same time. Sure. All right. So we're seeing a bunch of penguins and I guess the South Pole again. They're calling out. It's unclear who they're calling out to. Some of them now are marching. Now a pair of them are wa- marching. Okay, there's just two of them. Okay, they've broken off. And these are the emperor penguin type. Okay. They're on a cliff overlooking the vast landscape. There's a crack in the ice they're standing on. The amazing thing about penguins is that when a penguin chooses a mate, a best mate, they stay together for life, no matter what. So these two penguins get into some trouble outside when the ice breaks and they're in this avalanche and everything. But They run away from a whale that's chasing them. But they are able to kind of overcome all of that stuff. And now they show up at a penguin bar. Yep. There's a penguin bar where, uh, and that's where you hear the record playing and they come in and it's a very cozy scene with a bunch of penguins drinking at the pub. The penguin bartender pushes two Guinness towards the two. One of them clearly forgot his wallet. And then it just says, knowing what matters, Guinness. So I guess the joke is the two penguins go risk life and limb to be, you know, together. They're mates. And I can understand the joke, like, you know, in, if you're a Brit, your, your best mate is your best mm-hmm. friend. So there's sort of a dual meaning there. So these two mated penguins go to the penguin bar. They order Guinnesses, and then one of them doesn't have its wallet. So there's like three so separate things so going on like, there that don't connect. Oh, I stay with you even though you like stuck me with the bill. Or but there's no indication of bill. that. The oh, the one. Um, are you okay? You look a little beaked. That was bad. I just wanted to get into the pun game. Try to. Well, you gotta. You can't just. <laughs> you can't just elbow your way in. It was great. Um, yeah, that none of that makes sense because you think that. Well, if you're going to spend the first, it's like there's one beat missing. At least one. I think more than that because you have the mate thing going on. It's like okay, these two went through a bunch together, but like they don't show one rescuing the other. Right. Or whatever. They're just two penguins kind of tumbling their way. And through And one of them's of a deadbeat. And and then at the very one end, one of them's a deadbeak. Oh, 
do you feel okay? <laughs> um, and then at the end, one lost his wallet, but the other one doesn't isn't really. I don't know. There's no dynamic between them. It's not like the other one is looking at them all like right, or, like, or doesn't like come to the rescue and have the the money. It's just or... he doesn't have his. He just doesn't have his billfold. All right. <laughs> nope. I'm going to say bad commercial. I'm calling it great pun. Couple of great puns by me and uh, <laughs> <laughs> bad bad commercial. Well, Guinness has a weird sense of humor in general. Um, for most people, will be familiar, I think, with the Guinness image of the toucan. The famous old posters. It's actually not an image that they that they really use anymore in current campaigns. But you know the um, yet they sell all those fake old things right. for bars. But they're currently they're clearly not really old, right? You go to any I Irish bar. I mean, they're reproductions. Is sure. that is that true? You don't think they make new ones of those and make it seem? Well, that's what a reproduction is. No, no, no. You don't think that they're making new posters basically with new verbiage though you're sure that those are all based on old posters well i'll tell you what i read in um in this article from drizzly.com um the guinness family actually started this campaign or the campaign that resulted in those those beautiful drawings of the the toucans in 1935 they hired an advertising firm of sh benson uh for their marketing efforts and there was a poster designer named john gilroy who was a great artist um Gilroy recounted uh, that the Guinness family sought to avoid a campaign specifically about beer. Can you imagine that today? Like, we don't want it to be too much about, like, Mm -hmm. beer. Um, They thought that that would be vulgar. Uh, They wanted to highlight the purported health benefits (laughs) of the beer. Um, And that ultimately led to animals. Um, And Gilroy took off in that direction. And he actually produced a bunch of zoo animals for, like, a bunch Mm. of zoo animal posters. And I've seen other ones besides the toucan. But the toucan just kind of, I don't know... Uh, took off, and one of the reasons that 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 it took off so well was sort of the punny nature of some of these these posters. And you know who the the writer of these those little puns were? Like one of them is, um, if he can say as you can, Guinness is good for you. How grand to be a toucan? Just think what two can do. Mm. Um, do you know who wrote that? Uh, was it? Um, I can't believe I'm blanking on his name. Uh, well, you're totally wrong because it wasn't a man. <laughs> Oh no! Then who? It was Dorothy Sayers. Oh, I don't um, know who that she, is. She was a crime writer. She wrote. I don't. Th- I don't know. If she. I think she wrote mysteries. I'm not sure if she wrote true crime and mysteries or just true crime. Um, but and she was a playwright. Um, she was also a copywriter for advertising, and so she oh. she invented um, she invented that some of these little these little sayings. So I think that's part of why the the toucan and the the toucan toucan pun. Mm. Uh, has has stayed has has sort of stood the test of time whereas some of the other animal drawings didn't get it don't don't you know resurface as much do you mind if i know you have a couple more here but i have i feel like you you you're missing the best bird commercial of all time all something right. that we talked about a lot before we had a podcast okay and i don't think we've ever talked about it on the podcast before and maybe you left this off because it's specifically not just bird related but a bird-related product? Well, I did leave off, if this is what I think it is, I didn't do any commercials for things that were for birds. I was interested in birds as like a marketing tool versus a this weird thing, which I know what you're going to play now. <gasps> Grandma, you have a pet? It's my singing parakeet. Introducing Perfect Polly, the pet parakeet that comes to life when you enter the room. Perfect Polly is motion activated. When you come I near, love this so much. To- we used to watch this on TV, right? And we went crazy yeah. for these commercials. It's a fake bird you can get. I mean, it's the perfect size of it's the exact size of a parakeet, and it's just a piece of plastic, but it's head swivels. And I mean, not even I mean, not even at all realistically. It is. I a mean, to call a robotic of, is an insult to robots. And it makes this chirping sound. In the world, but they require a lot of care. Now, Perfect Polly brings you all the joy and none of the mess. It brings you all the joy of a bird. It does bring you all the joy. With your Perfect Polly, you're never by yourself. I'll play with this commercial. That's my favorite line. With your Perfect Polly, you're never by yourself. It's for old people. Oh, I know. I was going to say, to me, this commercial is the most bitter and awful indictment of getting old in this country it's like you will be so alone 
and so devoid of any human contact that even a battery operated plastic bird will seem like an improvement to you. And it's sort of, I, yeah. And I could already sort and I, of see let me be it. clear. I do not think that's what age has to be in this country, but that's the that is the story of that commercial. Do you think that if I got you a perfect poly, you would get any joy from it at all? No, no. It has no it uh, unlike products to me that have like like that tape that supposedly is like stronger than metal, like where I could where it would be like interesting to see it at work. Like this is nothing but sad to me. It's not even like the the funniness of it and the like absurd humor of it is far, far outweighed by the grotesqueness of it. What if I told you there was a brand of string cheese back in the 80s or 90s, according to this commercial I'm about to play for you, that had a wrapping parrot as its spokes critter? Yo, yo, a new polio. Next to the string cheese, a new snack that's rightful. Call Mozzarini's, served by the Biteful. Yeah. Two snacking ways. <laughs> okay, will you? Can I pause this and will you describe what you're seeing as sure. far as this parrot is concerned? Yeah, it's a, it's like a, a parrot that's badly sort of animated. I mean, it's a, it's a real parrot head, but it's just been like crappily animated, and it also has been made to appear that it's wearing. Um, like a little shirt with a big gold chain. It's like old school hip hop. It's like run DMC. Yeah, like eighties hip hop. And the bird's really going for it. And it's got and it's just like the world's worst production values. And they're saying, Yeah, you already know about polio string cheese, but what about these mozzarinis, which are little uh just cheese balls. Cheese raw cheese balls you can eat. Ways. Treats you gonna find yourself stringing it, popping it. Now everybody sing mozzarinis and polio string cheese. String it, popping cheese snacks that make your lips smack. This so is take it from the bird. This is the very thing this is exactly the kind of thing that that like a 30 rock would make fun of yes. like something that jenna appeared on a, a commercial that jenna appeared in right. as a child actress cheesy blasters cheesy blasters that is the version of cheesy blasters that that commercial made my day today that just because i was going through these i knew you had tons of commercials but i was looking for like a little clip to use at the top and so i went on my own little journey and when i came across that i was uh I was just, just delighted, Veeves. Can I play one more for you, and then I'll give you the, the ball back? Sure. Um, so have, did you see this one in no, your... No, this one does not look familiar I to almost me. wonder if it's foreign, except the accents seem very American to me. It's for a kind of cracker named, I think, Vinta. And we see kind of a nice upper-middle-class bathroom, uh, an attractive human woman, I must say, in a, uh, in a robe, uh, in front of one of the sinks, and it looks like she's kind of wrapping up her finger a little bit, and uh, and she's talking to her husband, who's also kind of human, except... Have you ever seen BoJack Horseman? He's like BoJack Horseman. His entire body is human. He's wearing uh, pajamas, but his head is kind of a realistic parrot head. It's disconcerting, even from the still shot you're seeing there, right? Yeah. I said I was sorry. I said sorry, but you know how I am, so it's kind of a little bit your fault, too. She's clearly bandaging her finger at this point. (laughs) We get a flashback to them in bed together, and she's tempting him with a Vinta cracker. Who wants a cracker? (laughs) He goes after the cracker. He goes after the cracker and, and chomps down on her hand. And then at the end, you see that she's still It's hard for me mad. to believe that this is the first time this has come up in their relationship. Right. I don't know that it has. I don't know if it is. Well, she says you're sick, Paul. It's like, well, that's a, that's a bold statement if he is, I mean, by nature, a parrot. And he's always like biting things with his beak. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would have rewritten that last line as like, um, I don't I, like just sort of like I'm over it. Like, I just don't want to talk about it. Right. Yeah. You know, like just like, yeah, I get it. You're a fucking parrot. I kind of like that commercial. I don't know if it really sells the product that well, but I see the connection between birds and crackers. I, I guess. just watched it and I cannot remember what the name of the cracker is. Yeah, it was Vinta or something. I'm not going to play this last one, but you know, those quick little Amazon Echo ads that we play, they're 10 seconds and somebody's saying, Alexa, do blank for me. Mm-hmm. There's one where there is a 
bird, uh, I think it's a parrot, ordering crackers online <laughs> using it. And I thought, that's actually bad. Some people are nervous about getting those devices in their home because yeah. somebody like me is going to say the A word like I just did and possibly activate your device. You don't want to put the idea in people's head that an animal could activate your voice activated. Well, didn't somebody just get con- convicted of a, of murder because a parrot was had heard the plans and testified against them? I know that... Um, they were considering allowing it as evidence. I think I it was allowed it as was, evidence. It was, because that's historic. I don't know if the conviction happened, but I know that it was allowed as, as evidence, which is like straight out of, I don't know, Monk? It is, and I read a... Uh I read a whole uh, I read a whole article about it <laughs> in Atlas Obscura about uh-huh. the history. This was like a year ago. There's this really fascinating article about the the history of I'm crying. I'm so to into allow... Atlas Obscura. It's like my go to now. It's really cool. All right. Well, I just have one more product slash animal that I wanted to talk about, and then we can get to the ad council. I know this has been kind of a long one, um, but this is kind of an interesting story to me because uh, for a number of years, Windex used crows as their sort of spokes critter or or or, an, or, or animal um, and they they started in 1999 with a with a version of these crows that were very cartoonish I mean they weren't literally cartoonish but they were like um, sort of you know very puppet like looking I remember sitting on a wire sitting on a wire and the joke there and we can play this in a minute is that Windex gets windows so clean that birds will fly into it, right? Which is actually a real problem. Birds do fly into windows and die. Um, so why don't you play this one? That new Windex is powerful stuff. The best on glass is now even better. Introducing new Windex. With 30% more cleaning power than before, new Windex starts to work even before you wipe. For a streak-free shine, there's really no comparison. A bird could get hurt flying into a window like that. And then now you see a whole bunch of crows with, like, neck braces and bandages, and they're all, like, you know, messed up from flying into all these windows, which is like... you must not like seeing that. I don't care for seeing it, and I think neither did a lot of people. And I think there became more awareness about, you know, birds do actually just die from that. So they kept the birds... uh, which I'll talk about another weird thing about these birds in a minute, but they kept these two, the two main birds who were talking in that one, but they changed the victim. They made the joke the same, but they changed the victim. So what you're seeing are two, these two crows sitting like up on a, a tree somewhere looking down at a house. And one crow says he's going to play a trick on the, on the guy who's sitting outside the house. And he flies around and rings the doorbell. Hey, hey, watch this. So the guy who is sitting outside on his patio comes in the back door and then answers the front door. But of course, nobody's there. Now the crow goes back to the back and closes the glass sliding door. The guy comes back to sit outside and because Windex has made the door so clean, the man crashes into it. So I like that. That's kind of what I was saying before. You have, a, even though I wouldn't have remembered the original Windex ones had you not put them here. It is like, hey, we created this thing. Now we're going to, and it looked like there was like almost twenty years between these two that we just played, right? Yeah, almost. Uh, well, uh, nineteen ninety nine to yeah, two thousand seven. So quite yeah. a, quite a while. One thing I did want to mention about these, which I think is so strange, the the crows are black crows, as you would expect, but they have white breasts and white sort of collars mm-hmm. in their feathers and i thought that's weird why would you have crows that aren't black crows that's what people expect to see I mean, that's what a like we would look a crow would be a black bird so i looked up that kind of bird it's called a pied crow as in piebald or pied like sort of multicolored it's a bird that does exist but it only lives in africa so i just think it's a really strange choice was it like was it something to do with the contrast, like to see their, fa- their faces moving or something? That's what I was thinking. But it's so distracting by having some highlights. I mean, it's distracting to you, Miss Bird Lady. It was I've I watched both of these today. It, it did didn't even just, occur to you. Did not even occur to me. They just look like birds to me. Oh, that's weird to me. They they were clearly crows, and they they look like they're wearing jerseys. They do look like yeah, they're they're kind of interesting looking birds. But um, yeah, as a 
as a I'll bet you a million bucks it was just kind of easier to film something that had some sort of kind of contrast so it wasn't just all one big especially dark if color. their mouths have to move yeah yeah that that's my guess on it yeah that's best mm. best guess well that's anyway. it for birds although there are countless other bird commercials if you have a favorite bird commercial send it my way and uh, and I guess we can still you've left room to do another show on animated birds. Yes, exactly. We'll just, my nose. From now on, we just do bird commercials. Everybody's talking at me. I don't hear words saying. Only the echoes of my mind. All right, time to check in with the ad council. What uh, are we getting from the Ad Council? Well, the first one is a voicemail that addresses something that a number of our listeners pointed out to us, but I will let uh, this voicemail speak for it. It's uh, in response to our question about what the heck that guy is saying in that Alaska Airlines visa ad after he says, let's go windsurfing. With the Alaska Airlines visa signature card, you get a companion ticket every year. We should go windsurfing in Maui. Not in a windsurfing me neither. Hey, guys. This is uh, Brian from Seattle. And partway through your episode about the place-based advertising, your uh, sad Hawaiian shirt guy is saying, not into windsurfing, me either. So he's essentially, you know, begging. Anyways, have a great day. Bye. Yeah, a lot of people got that right away. I felt I was a little bit justified in uh, in saying it was hard to understand because I saw well, we s- several. You it. didn't hear it either, and I listened to it a million times, and... People in the comment section on YouTube um, were like, what is he saying at this exact spot? But uh, yeah, other people were like immediately weighed in and said, uh, not into windsurfing? Me neither. Um, I don't know. I think I'm getting old because that was two shows in a row that I insisted something was in- unintelligible. I think the other one was Bobby Wagner. Oh, um, yeah. He's saying something. And I and I realized with those two examples two weeks in a row, I actually just feel like an old fuddy-duddy. I was like, what did... Oh, the kids today, they're just talking too fast. Yeah, we're, Enunciate. We're uh, Genevieve and Andrew, 39-year-olds. I mean, people... I'm 40. Um, people don't realize that I watch commercials with my ear horn. <laughs> um, all right. This next one is from our chief marketing officer, Taylor. Taylor. Um, she's responding also to that show about the sort of local, local place-based ads. She writes... Just last week, I noticed this ad that hit on all the real real D.C. angles. She's from D.C. The distinction between the district as a place where real, honest, hardworking people live, struggle, and thrive, and those interlopers that come to populate the halls of Congress is an important one to those of us who live here. I imagine Vegan, Vegases, Vegasons. What do you call yourself if you live in Las Vegas? Um, I don't know. Right in. Um, I imagine people who live in Las Vegas, probably any tourist town feels that way, right? Like, but I think especially, I mean, listen, you read this whole thing. I'm just hearing it now for the first time. But you would think that also for people in the actual capital where you have the whole deal about not having representation well, that's, and all that's of part that. Of and then these, too. you know, the, politi- the more political angle of this, not just tourists. It's not just tourists, but it's anyone who feels like a non-local, big population of non-local interlopers are come and feel and feel ownership over your mm-hmm. place. And I imagine that's very true. Um, it's important to those of us who live here. Uh, one I'm especially keenly aware of, having worked so long on a public affairs show that really explores the local place as it relates to and is separate from the federal city. I thought, so she, she saw this ad and thought, oh, wow, this ad is really effectively hitting on the district as a real place. I wonder what it's for. A developer? A service? A statehood campaign? But it's for the D.C. lottery. So why don't you play this? When people come to D.C., they think they know what it's about. But they don't know. You have to live here to know. To feel the people. To feel the places. And most of all, to feel the rhythm of our city. We're pirates, painters, poets, and partiers, sometimes all at the same time. We embrace the old and welcome the new. We like to experiment and defy the norms. We all love to sing, but we dance to different drummers. They say DC has no soul. Well, we not only have soul, we have heart, and we show it every day. This is our town. These are our neighborhoods, and we love this place as much as you do. That is 
a spot on example of the yes. types of commercials we were talking about last week. Leave not, it to Taylor. Not yeah, exactly. Not um, not cheapo, just like local commercials, but a commercial that is really well produced. Seems like almost like a national ad, but speaks specifically to a region. I think it's a really good ad. Taylor's only issue is that she doesn't like the product they're selling. Not that. It's a bad commercial for what they're selling. Like, it would right. kick she, her she, off. It was for she loved the commercial and then was annoyed. Uh, I think in the same way that I was annoyed by the Delta ad uh, because I it's a good commercial for a thing that I re, I I actively dislike. I wanted to note that the tagline on for the DC lottery or their slogan is DC lottery. Lots of people win. <laughs> I want to. I just said microloans, and I'm embarrassed. I meant um, short-term lending. By oh, the way, yeah, there's Very huge, different. huge difference Very between different. those. But I just, I think DC lottery. Lots of people is the most I know. hilarious and bad slogan. I think a DC lottery. Sometimes people win. Sometimes people. I mean, occasionally people win. A clock's right. A bus stop clock's right two <laughs> yeah, times right. a day. The DC lottery. We can't lose all the... Everyone can't lose all the time. Uh, that's great, though. That is a perfect example of uh, of an ad. Like, oh, that's what you were, you were teasing before. You said it was the worst log line of all time. Yeah. All right. So let's... To, to wrap this up, this is a little bit, a little bit of uh, information from listener Dave. We had been talking about CenturyLink last week and whether or not it was a local company. And we'd sort of speculated or I think assumed that maybe it was more of a local company because of our stadium name being CenturyLink. And then we found out that it's based in, uh, God, St. Louis? No. Uh, somewhere in the Midwest. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, this is what Dave had to say about it. When AT&T was split up in the 80s, the subsidiary in this area, Pacific Northwest Bell became U.S. West, which my friends and I very cleverly called U.S. Worst. Oh. In the aughts, they merged with Quest and took that name, and then my friends and I cleverly called that Quest. Um, the Seahawks Stadium was originally called Quest Field, which I did remember. Mm-hmm. Then Quest was acquired by CenturyLink, and if we were still into making up clever names, we could call them Century Stink. Mm-hmm. And then they kept the stadium naming rights. So it's because this outside company acquired Quest that Quest Field became CenturyLink. But didn't they give up the naming rights this year? Uh, that's Safeco. Oh, excuse me. Safeco. So that's going to be interesting. Um, I, I think next year, uh, Safeco Field is uh, obviously Safeco Insurance. They have the naming rights and have ever since I've been watching the Mariners here for the uh, Mariners Field. And uh, next year, it's not going to be Safeco Field anymore. And I'm really nervous about that. Yeah, it sounds scary. It's really scary. I have a lot of problems in my life. No, I mean... You can't watch Amazon. You can't see the Mariners at Amazon Field. That wouldn't bother me as much. Local company, Microsoft, Amazon, Starbucks, like that's all fine. I'm nervous it's going to be something... Even Expedia Field is fine as long as it's not something like divorce lawyers for men.com <gasps> field or yes. like some of no those, i like, vote for that <laughs> like some of them what are i don't know the stadiums off the top of my go daddy.com field some of them do we actually have to say the yeah. dot com or at least you know in in the official stuff and that stuff drives me nuts yeah. anyway i just looked it up i swear i looked up i just typed in CenturyLink headquarters and it says monroe uh louisiana oh i was wrong but that doesn't sound right we had i had a different answer for that um no, it Last week, does it say? No, it I don't here? think you did. I think we just did, forgot. Did I just misremember it? Okay. Yeah. Well, that in the business is what we call a power out. <laughs> you can sell anything. You can sell anything. Okay. Easy assignment this week, guys. This week, guys. Um, Bird commercials, get at us. There's a million of them. We yeah. know you have a favorite. Post them to the Facebook page. Find me ones that I that were that are off the beaten path. Surprise us. <laughs> yeah, uh, get us at the get at us at the Facebook group. Email us at after these messages show at Gmail. Call us at 607-444-5597. That's 607-444-5597. Thanks so much, Veeves. Thank you. Talk to you guys next Tuesday.